Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Pussy PSA! Pussy PSA, tense up. What's going on, Dirty Lou? What's going on is that today we are joined by TikTok sensation, good friend, might I add, Jake Shane. You might know him as Octopus Lover 8. eight. Is there an 8? Hey, Jake. How you doing? Girl, I'm good. I'm fucking tired, but I'm good. Oh, I'm so excited for you to be here. This is like our third or fourth time. I will say, like, I did have to reschedule, and I'm so sorry. Wait, it's so fine. But you're so worth the wait, Jake. Oh, my God. You're worth the wait. We're worth the wait. Okay. Yeah. I'm obsessed with you. I have followed you on TikTok. Like, not to make everything about me, but, like, I feel like I saw something in you early. Like, I feel you like did. I was an early TikTok follow of uh -huh. yours. You were an early pussy. Early... I was an early pussy. And you have just blown up over the last, what, like six months? Six months. I think exactly six months. How many TikTok followers do you currently have? Um, let me think of 2.4. 2.4 million. I'm so, like, jealous and not even, like, a little happy for you. I'm just jealous, you know? Yeah. I am the most jealous person alive, by the way. Normalize being jealous. Normalize fucking being jealous. I'm so jealous and bitter about everything. No, like, whenever I see, like, other people doing things, I'm like, why isn't that me? Why isn't that me? That should be me. Holding your hand. Oh, you have a nice voice. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> you blew up on TikTok now. Of course, we're literally, like, the official podcast of TikTok. So you are. everybody here, like, pretty much knows. But, we you know, we, we do have, you know, a bit of an older crew. The Instagram Reels listeners right so for those who may not be familiar tell us your story jake okay so like like my life story or like no yeah, like, like, <laughs> your career, like your career story okay so basically i was at usc and i was taking like i was interning at a record label and i had like a year off mm -hmm. before i could like like my internship was over and like i couldn't start full time so they were like okay like do something do something and I was like, okay. So I was like leaning into like college. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm really bored. And I was at my friend's mom's birthday dinner and the octopus came. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just like such a perfect time. Like the octopus is in the dish. Yeah, the like, puss came. The puss came, okay. And I was like, I need to, I turned to my best friend Alice. I was like, I need to like start this past the puss thing. So I tried to set up past the puss, past the puss was taken. Dead. And I was like, weird. <laughs> and then I did pass that puss, which like has a better ring to it anyway. Like, not better. Pass that puss. And I started basically just posting photos of octopus and writing them out of eight tentacles. Mm -hmm. And then I like started posting like videos kind of. And one night something just came to me where I was like, oh my God, you should like do a call and respond. Yeah. And so I 
did that. And then like, I didn't really think anything of it. I literally had like 50 followers. And then like one person came up to me on a night out at like the college bar. And I was like, oh, so like I have fans. Oh, so you remember the first time you were approached? Oh yes. Her name is Alexis. I remember too. I don't remember the person's name. I was too busy thinking about myself Yeah. <laughs> and how my life was about to change. No, that I literally got home and I was like, uh, so I want everyone to know I have a fan and everyone was like making fun of me and now look at me now I'm on the toast. No, literally everyone can eat your fucking ass. Literally. I'm so glad you remember that moment because it's kind of it's like it's a transition and transitional phase where like right. somebody who doesn't know you recognizes you I was in a casino and this person was like are you like and I was, honestly it was really embarrassing because I was at like a table with like gamblers and they were like what is going on <laughs> and I was like honestly sir please don't talk to me but <laughs> it was like so sick and so I'm glad you recognize that and then how much longer until from that moment until you really blew up brand deals millions of followers like how long how long did it actually take I want to say after that, I think that was in January, so maybe like a year and two months. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, so I kept posting on Instagram. I like didn't really like do t the only TikTok I had to my name was um, this reaction with me and my two friends Brett and Julia to All Too Well Ten Minute Version, mm -hmm. which Taylor actually commented on. Stop. Yeah, it was really exciting. I was in my friend Trudy's apartment and I was screaming. I'm sorry, you were in your friend whose apartment? Trudy. Her name is Trudy Lou. Trudy Lou. You have a best friend named Trudy Lou. Yeah, she's actually here. Yeah, I know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so your life pretty much changed overnight. I feel like this happens a lot with TikTokers. Like when, it does. When Remy Bader first came on the right. toast, I think for like other creators or just people in the public space, there's a, a slow arc. You know, you get momentum and it's, mm -hmm. then it slowly grows. But TikTok has this nature where people's lives really change in such a short amount right. of time. And I think it can be really hard for people. It's really fun if you can handle it. But I think there's obviously like a really dark side to it. So I'm curious like how your life-changing really on a dime has been for you like have you struggled with it or is it all fun and games no I definitely struggled like I was like well because I had I'm such a planner so like I had like my plan in my mind like mm -hmm. I was like I was going up like I was gaining followers like slowly but shortly like but so I was like slowly but shortly help slowly but surely slowly but surely <laughs> I'm dead. And I was like loving, I literally thought I was like the most famous person in the world. It's so crazy like what you can concoct in your own mind when you're so obsessed with yourself. No, I mean the story of my life. Yes, story Everything. of yeah. my life. I take her home. I drive all night. To keep her warm inside. Don't be afraid. It's frozen. Continue. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> I had like 60,000 followers and I was celebrating 60,000 followers. It's huge. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, let's do my favorite thing and let's um, have everyone tell me I'm a good actor. So comment stuff you want me to act out. <sighs> Got it. And I wasn't, exp and I was honestly, like I was really high and I was like, oh, fuck, I promised the pussies I would do this. And I like, I don't have it in me right now. Like I can't, mm -hmm. I can't pull this like Bill Clinton impress right. impression out of me. Like I can't do it. And so I like spoke like this as Bill Clinton and people like really, thought it was funny and then so I kept kind of rolling with that and it I got a million followers in a week in a week yeah and I That's was like so crazy it was crazy well honestly I remember just watching it like at a vantage point your video it's really crazy how like the TikTok algorithm when it works yeah. for you like it'll serve you to everyone right and it was I felt like in a matter of hours you were everywhere no it was crazy and but the thing is I thought that that's just how TikTok worked with everyone. Mm -hmm. So I was like thinking. No, it's not. Trust, some of us are out here trying so hard for, yeah, so for like 300,000 followers. No, but I thought like all like the TikTok famous people, like I thought it like, that's just because like Charlie has like 100 million followers. Right. I just thought like I wasn't really thinking that hard, but I was obviously like so excited. And then obviously you're like, 
it's like, and then it's just like, okay, it's your job. Right. Because it, overnight, it yeah, becomes be, just like a, a career. Yeah. Well, because the guy I was the assistant for is now my manager. Right. So, That's it, so crazy. it was like a really quick, okay, turn around. Turn around. And he was like, I will do this for you. Let me ask you another question. So I put you in the category of people who like blew up overnight with like Emily Mariko. Right. Alex Earl. Yes. Do you, Emily and Alex have a group chat? Like have you I've guys never spoken about to Emily. It? I feel like nobody's spoken to Emily. Right. Like, hashtag where's Emily Mariko? I know she's on her honeymoon and everybody like thought she died because she didn't post for two weeks. And she's like, <laughs> hey guys, I'm here. I'm just like actually living my life, not on my phone. See you soon. Respect. So you guys don't chat. They've never so funny you say that though, because two years ago, my memory was me eating the Emily Mariko salmon bowl. Did you like it? It was fucking insane, but my stomach hurt so badly after. Hot take, it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever tasted <laughs> in my life. Having said that, like, it's not for me. I don't enjoy, like, salmon and mayo. Yeah, it was... I tolerate salmon. I definitely don't eat mayo. Yeah, it was... A, you don't like mayo? No, it's, like, a kind of a big deal between me and my husband. My husband would put mayo, like, seriously on a cracker. Like, he would eat it. Okay, that's disgusting. He would eat it. He got roasted the other day because he put um, mayo on his hot dog. That's fucking nasty. In his defense, he said he was making Russian, so we didn't see, uh, like, because I had taken a video of him and people were like, is that mayo? He was putting ketchup on top and going to mix it, like, to make Russian. Mm. Yeah, no. <laughs> my husband's disgusting. Like, one of the most disgusting people I've ever met in my life. Oh, my God, that's nasty. Yeah. On a hot dog? He'll put it on anything. And then, like, when we first started dating, he roasted me because, like, we... I was over at his place. We had, like, drank, drank the night before. And so before he woke up, I was ordering bagels because I was fucking starving. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, know his orders for stuff yet. But I know he loved tuna. So <laughs> I got him tuna. And they were like, do you want to add stuff? And I added a bunch of stuff, like lettuce, pickle, um, Russian. There was Russian on the thing. So I was like, yeah, sure, Russian. <laughs> he loves mayo. He was like, did you put Russian in my bagel? I'm like, is that crazy? He's like, he still talks about it to this day. I'm like, you're disgusting. You eat everything. You're literally a vacuum. I'm weird for getting Russian on your tuna. That's not weird. It's not weird given what you eat. You Wait, eat mayo on a hot dog. How is, I feel like a bagel is the least weird thing to put Russian on. That's like bread for a sandwich. Thank you. I guess the tuna made it weird. Why? There's literally mayo in tuna. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Thank you. team you for I this I guess one. like ketchup. No, I stand by what I did. Yeah, you should because that's the least weird thing ever. How did we get here? Oh, Emily Mariko <laughs> Salmon. Bowl. Right. Yeah, I don't know where she is, but her wedding was fucking chic. So stunning. Like, so stunning. Like, that dress was everything. She's so timeless. She's so timeless. I love her. I fucking love Emily Mariko and I miss her every day. I know. I'm wishing her well, though, in her, you know, newlywed bliss. Yeah. So there's no group chat, but I'm sure you've spoken to, like, other creators who have kind of... I speak to Alex growth. a lot. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. guys have, like, a similar journey. Like, similar, obviously. Like, hers is, like, me times a million. No, she's, like, at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah, like, she's, like, not yeah, exactly. Happy first of all, first of all, Fashion Week is a fucking lie because this shit has been going on for a fucking month. Yeah, it's, they call it Fashion Month. I hate it. No, I was just thinking about that this morning, too, because Fashion Week has become, it's New York Fashion Week, I'm only speaking about, has kind of become this, like, commercialized, like, right. brand deal. It's not really, like, about fashion. No, it's not. And I think that if you really want to see, like, who is, like, a real mover and shaker in the fashion industry when it comes to, like, the influencer community, look who's going to, like, Paris Fashion Week. Right. Because everyone can go to New York Fashion Week. It's kind yes. of like a free-for-all Coachella these days. It is Coachella. But Paris Fashion Week is, like, still very, in Paris, they're like, no, we, you guys can't go. Right, like, Zendaya's there. Right. So like, if you're being invited and flown out, like that's like real creme de la creme. And I think it's really interesting to see like who actually goes into I know. Invited. Oh, fuck. Paris Fashion Week's the one I live for, but they all make me really insecure if I'm going to be honest. Do we, okay, that's another good question. You've blown up. You're yeah. getting invited places. It's really hard not to compare yourself to other people and like what we were talking about, jealousy. Like what are other people doing? What brand deals are they? Right. Trips are, how do you deal with like minimizing that type of like negative talk in your brain? Um, Like I just have my friends yell at me. 
love that for you. Like I'll like speak and they'll be like, shut up. I'm literally working a nine to five. Well, you know what? I wanted to ask you that because the last time we sp- well spoke in person, we went out for dinner and you were updating me on everything and you were still working a full-time job. Yes. And that was like a conscious choice you had made. Yeah. What are you doing now? Now I'm doing this full time. Okay. Now I'm doing this full time. But I did that for as long as I could because it really kept me grounded. Mm-hmm. Like going into an office every day, like really just like, I don't know, it made this feel a little more normal. That's yeah. why everyone was like, has your life changed? I'm like, well, I hang out with the same people and I do the same thing. Right. I just like post like a few videos like for brand deals. Yeah. And like I get to go to like cool stuff. Um, cause I was like, I would like go to that stuff sometimes cause I worked on the other side or of the industry. In the industry. Yeah. I would work, I would go as like a, as to work, work the event right. as opposed to like be a, a talent, talent there. So like that's, that would be that that was different. But, um, yeah, now I'm doing this full time, which it's honestly like, it's been a little like leaning into it fully is a lot. It's easier on my head. Cause mm-hmm. like when you were, when I was working a full time job and I was doing this, it was like literally Hannah Montana. How do you prioritize? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what's happening? Like, I'm literally getting high in bed at 3 a.m. and making a video that gets a million views and then, like, going Waking up at 6 and going to work. Yeah, No, okay, so that's good. It's also really scary to, like, let go of everything that up until this point was, like, stable for you. Right. And, you know, what what you're told you should do, which is, you know, graduate, get a job. Yes. So to let that go, I totally understand that. It was crazy. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And it's also, like, TikTok is so scary because everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. But it's like... Okay, but your entire career is kind of based on what people think of you. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking scary. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah. First of all, I feel like relatively, and maybe it's just because my bar is high because I've like, you know, been canceled a thousand times. Uh-huh. I feel like you, your situation doesn't look that bad. But th- again, that's just my outside perspective. Right. Like, do you get hate? Like, sometimes, well, I just like read all the comments. So, like, one time, like, I posted like the other day. I posted like, oh my God, I like literally can't even hear myself speak. It makes me want to throw up. And someone commented, it's almost as bad as looking at you. <gasps> no, I was I like, hate when they get like creative with like a really good slay. Cause it's like, you, you want to be mad, but like they really got you. No, you know? they, one time someone Like that's com- so mean. You're so good looking. Like eat, everyone can eat your ass. Thank you. But when like commenters have sass and like you know how to use language, it really, it hurts even more. Oh, one time someone commented, I was like upset about like these two gay people dating. Cause like I'm not dating anyone. And I was jealousy. like. Yeah, jealousy. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. Me neither. Else, or else I would sing it with you. It's like, oh, it's a fancy to, to you. Go out every night. All your friends, they go out every night. Yeah. And about daddy's nice car. Okay. Yeah, you live in the life. And your girlfriend's pretty. pretty two, two. Two. Yeah. two. Yeah, we got it. Okay, so somebody once commented. So somebody once commented, ugh, I know, but like they only date tens. <gasps> and what about it? And I was like, okay, so I'm not. And then you want to know the most insulting comment? I would love to. They thought they ate. For me, the equivalent of they thought they ate is yikes. Ooh, I got a yikes the other day, and I was like, ooh. No, when people like use it not ironically, like I say yikes like as a joke, yeah, it's normal. When people who are like yikes, seriously, eat my ass, <laughs> eat, grab a spoon and eat my fucking ass, bitch. <laughs> like seriously, yeah, go away. Um, okay, so you're out here, and for those who may not be familiar, two of the things you really popularized and, and invented in TikTok culture is the act it out where people will leave you suggestions to right. be like act out you know Abe Lincoln finding out that Andrew Jackson is on right. one or whoever the fuck is on the one dollar bill uh-huh. and you kind of recreate like historical events yes. which is hysterical are you like is history a particular interest of yours it's like an interest of like my mom and my brother mm. and so like maybe that's why but like ba- like it honestly only happened because like with TikTok like when like bef- like I literally just throw shit at the wall like you're yeah. like boiling pasta and like mm-hmm. seeing if it's done or mm-hmm. seeing if it sticks 
And I was like, so I got the acting out idea from Julia Fox. She would like take suggestions in the comments, like tell me what to act out. And so someone commented like, do this, do this, do this. And then someone commented, do Bill Clinton with Monica Lewinsky or, Lewinsky or whatever. And I did it in like a funny way. And I was like, ooh, that's funny. And so then I kept taking historical stuff and doing right. it. And I was like, you know so much about history. I'm like, no, like I know what the comments said. Yeah. And like, that's I'll about Google it. I'll Google it. And like, and I'll Google it. No, me and Jackie always have this conversation. Something I'm really trying to get better at. It's like, be like a little bit more learned. Like I literally went to college and I know nothing about history. It's but you read. So now I've started to read historical fiction. I think that's like a really good way to start learning. But Jackie was like asking me a bunch of questions on the podcast like a year or two ago. And she was, these are like basic history questions. Like what? Okay. And I didn't know half of them. And now I want to see if you know them. Okay. What started or like what was the catalyst for World War One? World War One is so irrelevant. Like we all know, <laughs> we all know World War Two. Like, um, do you know World War One? I'll give you a clue. This is a clue Jackie okay. gave me. It was the assassination of someone. Oh my God! Yes, it was. Wasn't it? Some. Mm, I feel like you're gonna say something right. Some treaty. No. Okay. Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Who the fuck is that? Precisely my response. Yeah. And even though I've like committed to learning more about history, I still I'm focused on World War Two. World War Two is so much more interesting. World War Two is like. It's like a movie. Yeah. World War One, we don't know her. I don't know what happened in World War One actually at all, but all I know is that Germany was down bad. Yeah, and they stayed down bad and they came back with a vengeance, like killed everyone. Yeah. And I love reading about World War Two, honestly, because I usually read about, like, I'm trying to figure out, I, I, I know from, like, a Jewish perspective, right. like, obviously about the Holocaust. Yes. And, I, and I know a lot about the Holocaust, but I don't really know about the war oh, and yeah. how it impacted the different countries in Europe. So I read, you know, The Nightingale, which took place in France. Then I just read this book about Italy. So I'm, like, learning about what life was like in, under, like, Nazi occupation in those in those regions. Um, what point was I trying to make? That you know about history because you're reading? Because I'm reading. I was about to make a PowerPoint. I can't remember. Um, okay, another history question that Jackie had asked me, and okay. I actually knew the answer to. What year was the Titanic? 19... I'm going to make something up. Yeah. 1907? So close. 1912. Okay, so close. And I only knew that because of Downton Abbey. Downton yeah. Abbey starts with the Titanic in 1912. You know, I've never seen the Titanic. The movie? Yeah. Okay, like I saw it when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. Why am I watching this movie? Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I think it's a movie we should watch. Like, I'd watch adults. it with you. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't know if I could watch it with you because like you would make me laugh and it's supposed to be sad. Ugh, but like, whatever. Whatever. Right? Like, whatever. it's Leonardo DiCaprio and he's so hot. So true. Like, day one, Leo. He was so hot back then. So, sorry, I still think he's hot. Um, <laughs> I don't. I know, but there's something about him that I'm just like, yeah, I'm you. You. Oh, I... I'm not experiencing the same phenomena, but that's what's so great about the toast. Like we're we're giving platforms to people with different opinions. A hundred percent. And you're a big pop culture fan. You're a big the toaster. Biggest. The biggest. So you're gonna do the fast five with me today. I'm so excited. And you're an enormous Swifty. I mean, yes. And I agree with your point. That's like I like I'm so careful what I say because like, I want to be friends with her. Okay, so that's kind of like this line that I walk in my yeah, life. That's right. so hard because I'm delusional and like I the really mo- truly believe one day. Yes. I will be like a close confidant. Of Taylor Swift. Right. And why do I feel like she almost wants people around her that like love her so much? For sure. For sure. But you you have to walk toe, the, yeah. you have to toe that line 100%. of like not being a fucking freak. Exactly. Like I'm not going to, you know, rifle through her laundry and smell her underwear. Yeah. Like I yes. want her to know like I'm cool and normal. I just right. happen to like have this undying love and affection and respect for you. The utmost respect. The utmost respect. Like I've never respected someone probably more in my life. So one of my favorite things that you do on social media, because I also follow you on Instagram, is like post rogue selfies in the middle of the night with like the most well thought out <gasps> 
thoughts on Taylor Swift's discography. Like you'll point out a certain lyric or you'll mm -hmm. a certain era and just give your thoughts on it. And it's so beautiful. It's really poignant. Thank you. It's actually my favorite thing to do. The reason I do that is because I do it with my friends and whatever they think is funny, I take and put on the internet. Got so it. like I base what I should put out, like what my little bit should be based on what my friends like. Right, you have like a girl gang. I have a girl gang. You live with your girl gang? Yes, I do. Are they your college girl gang, home friends? Like how do you know the girlies? Okay. And they're so, always the ones filming you and giggling in the background, which right. makes the videos even funnier. Right. So there's Alice, Julia, Brett, Peyton, and Kennedy. Wow, Julie, you have five friends. That's yeah. beyond impressive. I know. Julia, Brett, and Peyton are from college. Okay. Alice was always my friend out of college, but mm -hmm. she lived in LA, so we were just always close. Mm -hmm. um, Kennedy is Peyton's best friend from home and moved out to LA after college, and we all just kind of... Connected. Connected. Let me ask you another question, because I feel like your rise in popularity and fame really coincided with you going to Sophia Richie's wedding, which you, <gasps> yes. were, which you were going to anyway. I think a lot of people were like, wow, he got famous. And now right, been, yeah. But you have been friends with Sophia Richie living in LA. Right. And her family and her like in-laws. So yes. you are at this wedding. Yes. That's like the social event of the season. But you're also like having your own moment. Right. Is that weird? What was that like? I just, but like that week was like fairy tale land. For you or for the wedding? For the wedding. It's it. like I was in like a fairy tale. Yeah. So like I wasn't even thinking about that really. Like you weren't I was thinking about yourself? No, weirdly. When I'm at weddings, I like don't. Yeah. Weirdly I, enough. I actually feel that. Like when I'm at weddings, I'm like thinking about like love. Like if I ever think about myself, it's like I need a boyfriend. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, but by the way, with your skyrocket to fame, has that made dating easier or harder? Um, not easier, not harder. Like, it's non existent, pretty much. Really? But, like, I'm going on a date tonight. By the way, I feel like we have a lot of really cute gay Jewish toasters. Well, GJTs. HML hit my line. Are you open to the DMs? Um, so fucking open. When this all happened, my dad was like, you know, people are going to start wanting to like hit your line. Like, cause of like, <laughs> your, your dad did not say that. No, he, I think he did. Okay. <laughs> and like, he was like, cause of like everything. And I'm like, okay, like, ill, like hit my line. But, but actually you like, but like do it. Not like none. 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 All right. Well, maybe you haven't like put out that you're open for business. I'm literally so open for business. I'm about to go into foreclosure. Yeah. He's open for business. He spreads his legs. Like for anyone and anything. For anyone and anything. Love that for you. Yeah. Um, so now let me ask you a question. You're, you're rocking out. You're blowing up. Who's the most famous person who follows you on social media? Okay. I was actually thinking about this the And other Sophia day. Richie doesn't count because you are friends with yes. her in real life. Yes. I would say... Emma Roberts. That's a good one. No, that was the one where I was like, you're fucking lying. That's a really like, good one. Yeah, Emma Roberts or Sophie Turner. Today's episode is brought to you by Lululemon. So Lululemon is the one-stop shop for this time of year because it's sweat weather. So we're wearing leggings, we're looking cute, we're staying active, but we're also staying comfortable. And Lululemon is your go-to destination for anything and everything leggings. They have so many fabulous options, whatever you're looking for, whether you're super, super active and you're running and jogging, or you just want like a cute pair of leggings to hold you in and make you look smooth with a big chunky sweater. We love a big chunky sweater. So they have a ton of good options. Here are some of our favorites. The fast and free legging, which is great. It's a really weightless on-body sensation. It has great coverage. It's powered by their new Lux fabric. So this legging is designed for those that are looking for complete freedom when you're running or jogging, super, super active. You'll feel held in. You'll feel tight. They won't fall down, but you'll be able to move and have a wide range of motion. Those are the fast and free leggings. Also the Wonder Train leggings, which are designed with one of Lululemon's most innovative fabrics, which is Everlux. It's their fastest drying fabric. So if you're more of like a sweaty queen or your crevices get a little moist, we've all been there. There's something to be 
ashamed of, the Wonder Train leggings are for you. They allow you to work hard and feel dry, so you can effortlessly transition from sweat to street. It's great for any activities, whether you spin or are you super active and you're or just like a sweaty girly. Like there's really nothing to be embarrassed about. My favorite pair of leggings is the Align leggings. I happen to just love the Align collection from Lululemon. So that's always where I am drawn to. And this is like, you know, if you like to wear leggings, but you're not necessarily running 26 miles in a marathon, you're just running to the grocery store, which sometimes can feel like a marathon. So those are designed by the Nulu fabric, the Align leggings. They're designed for the person who wants a lightweight, low compression yoga solution, but that's also versatile enough for casual wear. So get into the Lululemon leggings at lululemon.com. There's truly something for everyone. Today's episode is also brought to you by Legacy Box. Think of all the time and money your family invested in capturing family vacations, football games, birthdays, your wedding, whatever it may be. Recording a lifetime of memories was truly a commitment, and camcorders cost thousands of dollars, tapes were expensive, and cameras, of course, required film and development. So Legacy Box exists to preserve your family's recorded moments digitally, ensuring that they're safe safe forever. So however old you are, we personally grew up in like the VHS era, so all of our home videos from when we were kids are were in a huge box in our basement just gathering dust honestly there's so many elements that like the heat if there's a flood it's really kind of like dangerous to just leave your family's memories chilling in an attic or a basement you know leaving it up to the elements so we ended up doing legacy box like a few years ago it was the best thing ever we put all of our vhs tapes in a box we got them back on a thumb drive and we just literally hooked it up to the computer and then to the tv it's stored there forever and we just all sat around watching like these moments of us singing you know the Spice Girls, moments of our dad. Like, it was really, really special. So don't let another day go by with, like, your VHS and old home memories just sitting in a box. Legacy Box is a simple and safe solution to digitizing all of your memories. And when you go to LegacyBox.com toast, you can enjoy 40% off when you get started with Legacy Box today. The process is super easy. You send in the tapes, the pictures, whatever you got, and their team will professionally digitize everything by hand in the USA, and you'll get it back on the cloud or the thumb drive. Uh, they digitize over 15 different types of analog media, and after 10 years in business, they're the world's largest digitizer. So you owe it to your family to safeguard your memories. Don't let your photos continue to fade. Become your family's hero and save them before it's too late. Buy a Legacy Box today at LegacyBox.com toast for our exclusive offer. That's LegacyBox.com toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics, which I am wearing today. Whether you're fresh-faced, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara, probably because I'm always talking about it and always using it in my TikToks. So it's a turquoise tube. It's all over social media. Well, Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. So it's easy to see why their best sellers have thousands of five-star reviews. They have a ton of fabulous products that have gone viral. The Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is what I use. I'd never used a tubing mascara before. I have very straight lashes. They don't hold a curl well. And this is my everyday go-to mascara, whether I'm doing the toast or going to an event. I love it. You'll look like you have lash extensions. They also have uh, semi-permanent smoothing lipsticks, which is going to give you a visibly fuller, smoother, nourished lip with a creamy satin finish. And the one that's really gone viral is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. So it's a highlighter in a stick that's made to brighten up and open your eyes. It'll give you an instant eye lift. I'm wearing it in my inner corner today. I love an inner corner highlight. It's so Kardashian. Also under your brow bone, there's a million ways you can use highlighters to make your eyes look big. And the Thrive Cosmetics one is in a stick so you can get really... Um, in there and not get highlighter all over your face and look like you've been glitter bombed. So Thrive Cosmetics is a luxury beauty brand that gives back its cause for a reason. They're constantly giving back to their community. So right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash toast for 20% off your order. Sophie Turner. We're going to talk about Sophie Turner because Sophie Turner has of course been in the news recently. Yeah. And 
for a multitude of reasons, you know, her divorce, custody, Taylor Swift. But why we really need to talk about it is because, like, she was spotted out multiple times going to dinner with Taylor Swift, leaving Taylor Swift's apartment, handing her kids over and putting them in a car, all wearing your merch. Yeah. Do you want to know the story? Uh, I I kind of, I think I know the story, but the toaster was one. Okay. So basically... When all this little stuff first happened with me, the Jonas the Jonas Brothers duetted my stuff. Oh, I remember with the Coke. With the Coke. Yeah. And so like I worked with them. Mm-hmm. And when I when I worked with them, Joe was like, actually, you know who showed me you was my wife, was my wife. And I was like, You're my Sophie. Sophie. And um he FaceTimed her. Oh wow. When he and his I saw like I'm such a like a I'm such like a nosy bitch. Like I was like looking at the contact name. It was like yeah. wifey. Oh, that's like chuggy. Yeah, but like cute. Cute. No, happy for them, even though yeah. no longer. Yeah. Oh my God. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. And I was like, hey. And she was like, oh my God. Like da da da. And I was like freaking out. So when I sent the Jonas Brothers merch, mm-hmm. um, I I said I, I included one for Sophie. Right. Just like smart. Just to just include one. Never thought she'd get it, let alone wear it to dinner with Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Like you know what I mean? Like. I woke up the next day and someone texted me like I could I could have sworn this is Puss Casino, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that's so crazy!" Because it is Puss Casino, and it always will be Puss, Puss Casino. Casino. That's so crazy. <sighs> oh my god, it was I like still get like butterflies chills thinking about it. it okay, was, I'm obsessed with that like that, and and she's out with Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like wondering like if did, Taylor got cold like. Would she give it to her? Did right. Taylor ask, why the fuck does your hoodie say Puss, Puss Casino? Casino? It's really a conversation starter if you think about it. Yeah, but like, but then it was like around her waist. So maybe Taylor didn't notice. Like, I'm just like. <sighs> no, that's a lot for it's one like person. It's like a lot for like my brain to like wrap around. It's a lot for one person to go through. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. No, like it's fine. Like, like I said, happy for you, but also jealous. Right. Okay, so your job here today is to join me in the past five stories. I've never been more excited for anything. Now, let life. me tell you, the stories, they're not amazing. Okay. They're not groundbreaking, but. Yeah, we'll make it groundbreaking. We'll make it groundbreaking. And to me, like, any opportunity to steer the conversation into talking about things that I love, Taylor Swift. Yes. That's fabulous. So, Jake, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you ready for the past five stories? I'm so fucking ready for the past five stories. Let's fucking go. First story, of course, we have to talk about Taylor. And for those who are like, stop talking about Taylor. No. And there's only one story, so just calm down. Um, (laughs) The ratings are in at the Chiefs-Jets game. Oh, okay. So, they have hit... a. Uh, new high for the regular season. 27 million people tuned into that game on Sunday, making her uh, second week cheering on Travis Kelsey. So the game featuring the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets averaged approximately 27 million viewers, making it the most watched Sunday show since the Super Bowl on Fox in February. The power of fucking Swifties. It's so crazy. I will say, it also like... I don't know how sports ratings work. Right. Because I watched... An- I'm trying to get into football, like, for Taylor. So yeah. last night, I watched another football game. Oh. It was so boring. It's so Oh, my boring. God. There was, like, nobody famous on the team. <laughs> and one team was so much better than the other that, like, right. it wasn't even, like, a competition. Yeah, it's like, why am I watching? And everyone was, like, kind of being bad at their jobs. Like, catch the ball. Like, it's not... <laughs> I was confused. So, compared to the... I went to the game on Sunday. Right. And it was actually so interesting. Like, there were so many different celeb players. Of course, like, Travis. But then the whole Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Patrick. Like, there, was, there was a lot of celebrity energy. Right. And both teams were playing so good. Till the very end, we were like, who's going to win? Who's going to lose? So, maybe that would have made the ratings high anyway. No. But then it's Taylor. It's Taylor. It's fucking Taylor. I walked into... Well, Brett always watches football. But I walked in to Brett watching it and I was like what what are you doing she's like well I'm watching for Taylor yeah of course and I'm like honestly yeah 
Yeah. What are your thoughts? Now the NFL is getting like a little bit criticized for how they're interacting with this whole Taylor Swift saga on social media, like changing their bio, making like their Twitter banner pictures of mm -hmm. Taylor, making a lot of TikToks, the MCs during right. the games. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, are they going too far? I think it's a, it's like a little much. I think like, what the fuck are they supposed to do? Like, I know. everyone's it's, talking about it. If they didn't, uncharted territory. If they, it's, first of all, it's uncharted territory. And if they didn't do it, everyone would be like, oh my God, the NFL should have lent into the Swifties more. Yeah, they, you know should, what I mean? they should be leading in. But I do think they're taking it like a tad far. Like, no, I think for they're, sure. They're forgetting that they're the NFL, like a yeah. major billion dollar media company who is successful with and without Taylor. And I love that they're getting involved, but now it just feels like a little much. It does. But why do I kind of love that they're forgetting that the NFL because of Taylor Swift? Me too. And I love that like they're kind of bending the knee and like acting like fucking losers for like a girl. Yeah, I love it. And I love how angry boys are getting about it. Oh my God. So last night at the Giants game, they played, I think during like a timeout, there was a commercial or something on the screens that included Taylor Swift and the entire stadium started to boo. Shut the fuck up. And the Giants lost by 30 points. And so when, <laughs> when you're toxic and negative, like you get out what you put in. That is disgusting. It's disgusting. It makes me so mad. Like, first of all, we're only talking about your losery ass team because of Taylor. Boo, so, Wayne. First of all, you're welcome. Second of all, your team sucks. So why don't you focus on that, bitch? First of all, and second of all, if you watch Miss Americana, which the entire country has, mm -hmm. you know that at the 2009 VMAs, she mm -hmm. thought everyone was booing her. So that's incredibly trigger triggering. Yeah. I, also, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. What do you not? Oh, you're going to pretend like blank space doesn't fucking slap? No, I'm so sick, honestly. Like people pretending like all this hoopla for Taylor is not warranted. It is so goddamn warranted. Honestly, I think we should be doing more. We should be doing more. And she deserves, like people forget, like people are like sitting here acting like Taylor Swift. Like she, she has been at this since she was 12 years old. Yeah. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. Like 20 years, like she was meeting every single fan, fucking writing every single song. Meet and greets. Every, she has done. She has worked her fucking ass off for this moment mm -hmm. right here. Like, let her have it. Let her have it. And it just like this whole philosophy, and I think it's mostly by like men who are very dismissive of Taylor Swift right. as an artist, a person, and also like the culture and the fandom around her. Being like, oh, work, you're crazy, or like you're just obsessed with her. She's just blonde and tall. Like it, they minimize it, right. and it really actually bothers me because I I can speak from my own personal experience, and I think a lot of Swifties can like just the testament to like her work it's so powerful it's so good she does it all herself like they just act like it's like flip they're very flippant about it and it's like you know teenage girls right. shrieking for no right. reason like fuck off well teenage girls shriek for the beatles too right and elvis yeah like do you think elvis is overhyped no John? because he's a boy david do you think the beatles were just so too a little too overhyped honestly no, you don't. in the moment they probably would have for sure. Because they're dumb. And they can't people think undermine. I think I saw like Tink say this once. Like people undermine like female joy. They do. And I think also like the, um, even I feel like I remember this with One Direction. All, there was so much hype and like so many young girls right. like streaming. And you just minimize like young girls. And Taylor Swift's fans are now of all, all ages. But they started out as young girls because yes. they were girls who were her age. And things that like young girls like enjoy get minimized and diminished and thought of as stupid. Right. When at the end of the day, like those young girls are like, they're going to grow up and be adults. Right. And they're going to enjoy the same things that they enjoy. So shut up. Yeah, shut up. And you know what? I think like a lot of the way people act at football is really fucking unreasonable. Getting so unreasonable. You're getting arrested at a football game like... Get therapy. You're really <laughs> no. You're starting fights. I saw literally this woman beating up another person just from another team. Why? Because they like disagreed. Right. Like 
It's like Stan Twitter Seek getting help. physical you think, fight. You think we're crazy? Like I, you literally bet, you put your fucking family finances into, for, you put your house in foreclosure, you lose your child's <laughs> tuition because you're betting on fucking a game. You're putting together fantasy leagues. Like I could go off about NFL, right. fans, but I don't because I understand people have their fucking interests. Yes. I understand that. So get a fucking grip, Chad. Oh my God. Yeah. Not me spitting. Not no, me spitting. you just spat. Oh Fuck. my God. No, but agreed. And also like people forget that like, like people forget how much music Taylor Swift has to her name. Mm -hmm. Like people forget everything. Everyone just forgets everything. The second like Taylor Swift enters, she just, people forget everything. They forget everything. They forget the amazing work that she did. Like when she was leaving her music label and she was going to find another label, she got herself the best possible deal, but she would only go to the specific label that would give her terms to all of the artists on their yep. roster at the time. So huge artists like Nicki Minaj, huge artists who are just happened to be at the label that she chose are getting better streaming deals and getting better revenue right. shares because she's not a selfless, a selfish person. Person. She's like not she, like she does. She's so charitable and she's not annoying about it the way that other people are like I'm just really tired of having to explain myself wait same like I'm tired of saying the same thing ever which is that she's the biggest superstar in the world and she's also like somewhat she's relatable no and let's like stop pretending like it's this like mysterious anomaly why she is the biggest star in the world like she's incredibly talented nobody questioned the Beatles nobody so like stop also, this is just like my favorite thing about her. And like people like the re like I don't just love her because she makes a fucking banger. I love her because I've never seen someone be so confident in their own creativity mm -hmm. and like exert it with such like power. confidence and power. Yeah. It like makes me want to like be creative in my own right. And like mm -hmm. she is such a hard worker and then she like treats all those around her well. Like the fucking bonuses she gave to those drivers that drive her fucking tour. Like dancers, dancers. everyone on the, on the tour. And like did you see that fucking like talk show clip that resurfaced where they were like, I mean, you know, backup singers don't have health insurance. She was like, well, mine do. Yep. Like obsessed. 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 She's here for a reason and I'm done defending it. No, I'm done. And I like how we're like defending ourselves and nobody's coming at us right now. Yeah. Like, we're just preparing. We're preparing because... This is the life of a true Swifty. It is the life of a true Swifty. Like I remember in college, people would be like, what? Like, oh my God, you guys are like sick for her. And now you are. I, lo I love to see people eating their words. Yeah. Couldn't and now you are. And And now we've said it. Yeah. And now we've said it. All right, are you ready for our next story, which is not about Taylor, but it kind of is. I'm sure we'll find a way to draw back. So Beyonce's in final talks to release her Renaissance concert film in a similar deal to Taylor Swift through AMC theaters following Taylor Swift's deal with them. So a film based on Beyonce's smash hit Renaissance world tour is in advanced talks to distribute directly with AMC theaters, sources with knowledge of the project told Variety. So CAA held preliminary talks with major studios and streamers two weeks ago, urging the players to be ready to bid on the project that the icon has been developing for years, one that not only includes the top grossing 2023 live show, of the Renaissance tour, but um, parts of what people have been waiting for, the visual album for Renaissance. Oh, I'm so excited. And a documentary style account of the making of the record and building out the tour. I'm sure Blue Ivy's cameo will be like a big part of that. Oh, I'm very excited. They're saying it'll come out December 1st. Um, the Renaissance World Tour is expected to gross close to $560 million in ticket sales. And um, the Beyonce deal is following on the heels of the Taylor Swift one which is hers is more of a straightforward concert film based on the, the right, era's tour, whereas right. Beyonce's is more like 
a, a conglomerate of things. A documentary, I'm fucking hyped for that. A visual album. Um, the terms for Taylor's diff are no, di uh, deal are known to be incredibly favorable. She self-financed her project and she'll take home more than half of the ticket receipts. Mm. Beyonce will receive the same arrangement, stands to pocket more than 50% of the worldwide grossing. An insider added, the industry is trafficking Taylor Swift's AMC experiment to open up north of $100 million in October. Do you have tickets? Um, yeah, I have tickets. Do, when did you get tickets for? <sighs> Friday. Okay, so I got tickets for Friday night. Me too, Friday night. And I didn't get like amazing seats. Uh-huh. So I also bought Saturday at noon. And when, when everyone was buying tickets on Friday night, I was like, the thing was panicking and, and freezing and fucking refreshing. So I just went to Saturday and it was completely open. And I kind of like love a Saturday matinee. I love a Saturday matinee. And then I just got invited to a party on Friday night. So I think I'm not going to go to my Friday night. So if anybody wants my tickets, like just DM me, I'll send them to you. You can have them for free. Like I... I don't want bad seats. Right. You know? Can I just say I love this era of concert films in theaters? It does feel like we're moving backwards. Like, where were you when the One Direction concert movie came out? Because my ass was in the theater. Really? Yeah. I just remember, like, Justin Bieber's Never Say Never in theaters. Of and course. I, saw, I think I believe I saw Katy Perry's Part of Me in theaters as well. I've never seen that. <gasps> okay, so... One of the running jokes here on the toast is that like there's four celebrity documentaries that I talk about endlessly, yes. and Katy Perry's part of me is one of them. It's one of the best ones. I know. I, celebrity documentaries got to a point where we didn't we don't need to hear from you all the time. All the time. No offense, Sean Mendez, Wonder like that was. He has not a documentary. Good. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It was called Wonder. It was like part documentary, part concert, and like uh -huh. it was bad, and we just didn't need it. People got a little too comfortable sharing with us. Honestly, we're okay. And there are a few examples of the bad ones, and Katy Perry's is an example of the good one. So is Gaga, Five Foot Two. You know, I've never seen that in fall. And oh. I'm like the biggest Gaga fan and I've never seen it in fall. It's one of the, she's preparing for the Super Bowl. Oh. It's so good. I like a documentary that's like different, like focusing on one specific. I feel like every celebrity documentary like gives us like shit we don't need. Right. Like I like how Gaga's focused on like a two week period where she's getting ready for what is probably the biggest concert of her life. Like I right. like the specificity of it. And you know who makes a great documentary? Who? Beyonce. She does. I loved Homecoming. Loved Homecoming. Life is but a dream. Which is the HBO one where she's Life singing, is but a dream. She's singing in the back of the car. Ugh, and she sings Yellow with Jay-Z. Yes, but she, oh, on the boat. Yeah. But when she's singing Listen from Dreamgirls. Yeah. I think she was about to perform it on like Oprah or something. Yes. That's one of the, like when I get drunk and sit around with my friends on YouTube and we like watch dumb videos, I'm like, we need to watch that one. Uh -huh. I also do the first time Fifth Harmony ever sang together when they were, <laughs> when they were a band called Lilas at Simon Cowell's house and Mark Anthony is like so blown away by Camila Cabello's vocals. Yeah. There's, there's like a few YouTube videos that like give me chills. Ooh, I have like a few go-tos like that. What are they? Like, well, similar. Um, you know when Beyonce sings Halo acoustic and she's like on the drums? Yes. Yes, that's one. Another one is... Oh, another one is 1989 tour when Taylor Swift brought out Mary J. Blige to sing, You Said I'd Never Be a Leader. Yeah. So good. And I, well, I'm, aside from YouTube videos, my go-to is Miss Americana. So good. Just because, like, I'm, like, I quote it, it's easy, I fall asleep to it, whatever. But, like, as far as, like, YouTube video goes, I honestly watch a lot of, like, Vine compilations. I love that. A lot of people don't know the 1989 World Tour, which was released exclusively on Apple Music and then, like, scrubbed from right. the internet forever, is on YouTube. It is. I watch it every time I get drunk. Um, of all the movies Taylor has put out, like, 1989, We Had Reputation, We Have Miss Americana... What is your favorite work of work of uh, film film work that Taylor's released? Miss Americana. Miss Americana. Just because, like, I'm pretty sure she did. There's this moment in Miss Americana where she, uh, where it's like it's showing her. It's I love how it just shows her rise. So it's mm -hmm. like showing how the crowd changes, and she's like, I had everything I ever wanted, and she's like standing proud and tall, and you just like, and it's the entire crowd for 1989. 
And it's just like, oh my God, like I know it's kind of a puff piece. Like I know it's kind of like, obviously she had creative control. But can I tell you my favorite moment in Miss Americana? Yeah. She's driving a Toyota. I know. A little unrealistic, honestly. Like, I'm, I know. I'm not buying it when she goes to her mom's house. Yeah. yeah. But I also love when she's going to her mom's house because you kind of see the real her. She's like standing like this watching TV and she's like, I also, and I'm like, oh. I like will live and die for Like, if Andrea Swift has one fan, it's me. If Andrea oh, Swift has zero fans, I'm dead. No, dead. I love her. I fucking love that whole family. Me too. I don't really feel like I know Austin. At all, yeah. Okay, not us like veering away from the story. You were saying how like it's crazy how everyone's going now like doing ticketed theaters instead of streamers. I prefer the ticketed theaters because, okay, well, I remember- Do you think it has to do with the strike or it's because they're getting more money? No, I think it's because they're getting more money. And I think it's because like they're realizing, I think like after, I honestly think after the pandemic, they were like, wait, people like the theaters? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I thought people liked streaming. We missed it. Yeah, everyone missed it. So now everyone's going back to the theaters and Billie Eilish did a concert film. On Apple TV, right? No, yes. But she also did like the Happier Than Ever tour in theaters. Oh. And her fans were like, (laughs) there's like these viral videos of like her fans like screaming and jumping up and down like in the theater, which is obviously going to be Taylor Swift and Beyonce fans. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a little annoying to be at the Eras tour. I'm scared. No, I like, I want to sit back and enjoy it. Like maybe I'll, you can like hum. Oh, there's no, there's, you know, there's standing up dancing. I mean, there's going to be a lot. Like, honestly, I find it really annoying. (laughs) I just want to enjoy. Right. Like, we're not at a concert. We're in a civilized theater. You know what I'm so excited for? What? To see in high quality the fucking opening. I know. Chills. Lover. Do you ever go back and just watch your videos from the Aris tour on your phone? I barely took videos. Good for you. I barely took videos. Which shows did you go to? I went to... Vegas. Vegas. And then I went three nights in a row in LA. Nice. And I got the fucking sickest surprise songs uh no i did no what did you did what did you fucking get again i was so angry when i was in nashville i got talk about jealousy i talk about 15 i got 15 no and abigail was in the crowd and abigail was in the crowd and she like changed the lyrics and then i got what was the second one it was um, it was 1989 oh out of the woods that's not fair and then in new york i got getaway car and, and maroon. maroon that by the and way and then <sighs> in the second night i got holy ground yeah and then one, I think I peed during it. I think it might have been. <laughs> I think it might have been false god. Yeah, I think it was false god. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get? I got okay. So my first one, I got our song, which was like cute, cute, cute. cute. I want maroon. Everyone knows, like I want fucking maroon. And then the second one was like snow on the beach. Cute, cute, cute. It was good. She and was like talking about Lana, which was exciting, but Lana like wasn't did there. Did come? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. And then what about LA? LA, okay, if I'm remembering correctly, the first night I got dress. It's good. It, no, it was. It's good. I'm not even the biggest dress stan, but she didn't. I love it when she doesn't introduce it. She just goes, our sacred moments. Yeah, no, because when she doesn't introduce it, it's because there's so much to be said. Yeah. Carly. Ugh, Carly. Right. Carly was there on night three. Oh, yeah. That was in crazy. The stands. In the stands. In the stands. And then apparently she got moved. I don't know. We'll talk well, about it. Well, happened at my show. Kate Upton was sitting right behind me. And I'm like, what are you doing here, girl? Like, get down there. Get down there. And did she move? And then Molly Ringwald, we were right in front of the um, the celebrity tent. So I was just watching everybody come in and out. Uh-huh. Molly Ringwald appeared to be on the phone with Kate Upton and like had her escorted down. Okay. Not Molly Ringwald. Saving the day. Saving STD. 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 Saving the day. Saving the day. But I got dress. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I got king of my heart, which was... <gasps> Fucking insane. That's really hard for me. Yeah, it was fucking insane. What else did I get? Oh, and then I got New Romantics and New Year's Day. <gasps> New Romantics. Yeah, which was, it was, I mean, it was fucking amazing. What show got Evermore? All my I, waves of being crossed. Is there a so line that we can just go cross? And when I was shipwrecked. 
I thought I'd be there. So good. <laughs> like that was that. Oh, I got Exile. Ooh, which was good. That's good. Yeah, it was like sick. And like the crowd was singing. Um, no, the crowd was like singing her part back to her. Right, right. It it's was beautiful. like fucking sickening. No, like the Eras tour was the best nights of my life. Of my, like, that was like, I was like my Coachella. I'm like, night three, like, gotta go. Yeah, literally Coachella. Yeah, it was Coachella. And like also 1989 Taylor's coming out on my birthday. Not to be like pitting women against women, but whose movie do you think will make more money, Beyonce's or Taylor's? It's really hard to know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know because their tours are so neck and neck. Yeah. But you know that they both like basically saved the economy. I know. I do think it'll be more about like behaviors in like Taylor Swift fans are like, or who's more likely to go to the theater? Taylor Swift fans or Beyonce fans? I think both of them. Yeah. I think both of them. They, they honestly, if I have to name the two most loyal and dedicated fan, fan base, bases. it's the Beehive and the Swifties. And the Toasters. And the Toasters. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by the Inky List. Skincare can be confusing. And with all of the complicated beauty jargon, it can seem nearly impossible to figure out what is actually best for your skin. Now, you don't need to figure it out on your own because you can shop with confidence with the Inky List. An award-winning science-backed skincare brand that has the right ingredients at an affordable price to get the results you're looking for. Whether it's targeting acne, reducing fine lines, boosting hydration, the Inky List creates a unique skincare routine that really works. So you can meet your skin goals. If you don't know where to start, your first stop should be their online skincare quiz. They'll answer any of your questions so you can make better decisions about your skin. Like, do I really need a toner? What is polyglutamic acid? Or is skipping moisturizer making my oily skin worse? You can get a whole new skincare routine for under $30. And if you already know what you need, you can find products with ingredients that work, like retinol and vitamin C, without breaking the bank. Plus, the Inky List just launched a new product that will take your routine to the next level, their new plumping lip balm. You can get 40% plumper lips in just four weeks without filler, just fuller. Check out uh, the before and afters on their website if you don't believe them. Inky List, I feel like skincare can be really intimidating, so just going to a website that's going to do it all for you is fabulous. So right now, the Inky List is offering our listeners uh, 20% off their purchase with promo code TOAST. Go to the Inky List, spelled I-N-K-E-Y, and use promo code TOAST for 20% off your order. That's the Inky List, I-N-K-E-Y list.com. That promo code is TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You could see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're getting into, and no surprises. I love that. You also get all in pricing, so your total is being given to you up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees what's worse than that like you're shopping on a ticketing website and you find a good price and by the time you go to check out it's double because there were all these fakakta fees not with game time they're showing you everything all up front and you can buy uh, tickets within seconds they're obsessed with finding you ways to save money so they have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event even up to an hour before it starts it's a great place to find last minute seats you can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more with zone deals you pick the section and game time picks the seats and the best part part is the game part the best part is the game time guarantee which means you'll always get the best price so if you find tickets in the same section and row elsewhere for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time because enjoying concerts or theater or sports should not be torturous but these days it is download the game time app create an account use code toast and you'll get $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code toast t-o-a-s-t for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets 
lowest price guaranteed. Our next story I'm so fucking obsessed with, like I could vomit. Kim Cattrall is stripping down in shapewear for a new campaign for Skims. So, and there just like that. There is a new campaign every week for it's Skims. It's so true, but you know what? If they keep slaying the talent department, like yeah. I'm okay with it. Right. It doesn't feel repetitive and it doesn't feel annoying yet. Yeah, they had Ice Spice. That was cool. They just get such good people when they got the two girls from um, White Lotus so quickly after White Lotus right. blew up. They do a really good job. Mm-hmm. So the Sex and the City star, who's 67, stripped down for Kim Kardashian's latest shapewear campaign, striking a pose in some of the label's most loved styles. So, like, who cares about the skims? I'm just, like, obsessed with this partnership. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Kim Cattrall, like, getting her flowers. Yeah. Oh, I, as she should. I feel, like, so in defense of... Kim Cattrall at all times because when it comes to the reboot like I know if everybody's mad at you like you're usually the problem but I don't know I feel like Kim Cattrall was wronged I feel like so wronged I don't know I don't know I don't have any insider information and I don't have any proof I just really feel like Kim Cattrall like I could see a world in which Sarah Jessica Parker like was a bitch um yeah and I can see I mean like it's like Kim Cattrall like from what I've seen, I haven't, like, I'm not, like, the most dedicated Sex in the City watcher, but, like, what? She was the funniest one. She, like, the thing is, I think the show was, like, Sarah Jessica Parker's show, and Kim Cattrall got, like, a role, and she made the most of it. Yeah. And I think for many people, she was the best character. She was far and away the best actress. Right. She had, like, the most interesting storylines. And honestly, like, in this modern age, she's kind of, like, the most modern woman, you know? Yeah. She was a business owner. She was very sexually free, mm-hmm. very... um gender fluid almost when it came to her partners like she was that bitch and she made the most out of her role and I think like there definitely became competition when it was supposed to be Carrie's show and if you watch a show like Carrie's the fucking worst like we hate Carrie she's a terrible friend a terrible business person like not even a good writer (laughs) and Kim Cattrall like was that bitch Samantha is the best part of the show there's no question about it so I think like the dynamics on set were probably really toxic and I'm sure you know everybody's truth is their own right but I I stand with Kim Cattrall. I always stand with Kim Cattrall. She's everything. And, you know, Patricia Field, who, like, is responsible for all the styling on the original show and, like, the iconic looks, she left with Kim Cattrall. Oh, then that says the most. I know. It's like, the thing is, I go where Pat goes. They call her Pat. Uh Uh-huh. I I stand with Pat. Well, did you see, I mean, obviously, you probably saw Kim's um, cameo. It was the most... We need to convince people we don't have beef. So let me pay you a bag to yeah. like film a scene completely separate on from me. On the other side of the on country. On the other side of the country. Yeah. And I watched her on The View talking about it. And she was like, I said, you know, I didn't want to do it. And, you know, they offered me. And I was like, you know what? Sure. But I'm only doing it if Pat comes back for this episode. That's so, fucking loyalty. So, like, the thing is, there's more to this story. And I'm just not going to let it brush under like Kim Cattrall wanted more money. Kim Cattrall was jealous. I think there's more. So people like Skims platforming Kim Cattrall, I am here for. Here. Because I think she was done dirty. I really do. I also think so and lest we not forget she plays the iconic role of Britney Spears's mother in the movie Crossroads like she's an enormous talent she is so wildly talented she's funny she's a good actress I have always fucking loved Kim Cattrall and I haven't ever really been the biggest Sex in the City fan that's so interesting I feel like you would like it like, I know you're from New York right I know but I'm like liking like when I like watch TV I'm like liking like alien documentaries and like sci-fi stuff really yeah i know i'm like what are you watching right now like okay i'm watching this show called encounters which is really bad okay it's really really bad i appreciate the honesty and it's like i'm like if i'm watching a show about aliens like convince me convince you me that you want to be convinced i understand that because i'm not convinced you're not convinced no but i'm also watching this show called invasion also about aliens oh you need help i need <laughs> so much help you have the best laugh like it kind of scares me really like, i can see it coming and it's so loud i'm like obsessed with it. that's like my real hardcore laugh no i'm so honored you've done it like four times yeah because you're fucking hysterical i love you i love you i love you oh! 
But I'm watching Invasion. What else am I watching? I'm watching, well, it's off the air right now, but Yellow Jackets. Oh, I think that's like very uh, disturbing. It is so disturbing. It is so good. Really? Like talk about like actors being like pushed to their limits. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like fuck, like they had to like prepare for this episode where like she gave birth in the woods. I love. Like, sorry, spoiler alert, but like whatever. (gasps) Who gives birth? No kidding. Like, I honestly forgot the name. <laughs> but I'm watching Yellow Jackets. What else am I watching? Um, Invasion, Yellow Jackets. Do you want to act? Is that like one of yes. your goals? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do like an improv? Okay. Okay. Like with you. Yeah, no, when I was at camp, we had like, in the, it was like the, like the drama crew, like they would put on a play. And like, so every now and then we'd have to do like drama exercises. Okay, so one of the exercises is you guys are going to give us, you're going to give us a location. Like, tell us where we are, like a coffee shop, a restaurant, something like that. And you're going to give us a word. Ugh, we're oh. at Erewhon, okay. <laughs> Say that again? The bill. The bill. <sighs> okay. Can you believe dinner last night that like nobody offered to pay the bill except for me? Well, yes, I actually can believe it because we were at a grocery store. Right, right. But like I understand because, you know, it's, oh, it's so interesting almost because it's like a grocery store but dinner all in one, which I guess hasn't been done before. No, I'm like a really thin person and I feel like Erewhon is for thin people and, and I just go in there and I feel really like excited to be around other thin people. A hundred percent. It's also like I could eat the mac and cheese and feel like it's good for me. You want to know an actually fun fact about me? Yes. I've never been to Erewhon. Ever? Ever. It's really not for me. Like, Uh it's like a healthy grocery store. But like I get, I am like very like, I get the same thing every single time. We're not even acting. No, I know. We're We're not even acting because we're so authentic. We're so authentic. We're method acting. What do you get from Erewhon? Okay. You're going to be like, ew, it's actually not bad. The keto pork, stir fry. No, I understand. I'm, I'm not a Jew, keto. First of all, no, it's not keto. It's just like spicy pork. Okay. And then I get a side of white rice. Okay, I'm kind of a rice aficionado. Like oh, rice the is, most. Rice, rice is my number one favorite food, and I'm very particular about what types of rice. Like rice pilaf. No, thank you. I don't need peas in my rice. <gasps> you don't like rice pilaf? No. What kind of rice? Like rate the rice at Erewhon. They only have one. Oh, actually, no. They have multiple rice. They have cilantro rice. I'd, I'll live with it, but I'll pick around the cilantro. Oh, it's not my fave. And then they have jasmine rice. Love. And then they have um, fried rice. So I would Love. actually go jasmine rice, fried rice, cilantro rice. Okay. You know, fun fact, before I started past that puss, it was originally going to be a rice review account. Okay, I would have subscribed. I would have been your first follower. I love rice. You want to know what my latest obsession with rice is? Yeah. Rice with truffle oil and soy sauce. Okay, first of all, rice with soy sauce, like, at a sushi restaurant. Like, I grew up in the city, and, like, the cool, Everything. The cool thing to do was, like, go get sushi. And, like, I don't like sushi. Mamoya? So I was, right. I was, it was more like Haru, because I was an uptown uh, girl. Love Haru. Love Haru. I would always order just, like, a bowl of white rice at a mommy and, like, douse my rice in soy sauce. It's literally, like, a, a delicacy. It's, it's a delicacy. so good. You have to put the right amount of soy sauce on. Yeah, if you overdo it, it could start to taste like, um... Soup. Like, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol, soy sauce, soup. Yeah, it's, like, too much. It's too much. Also, I, a teriyaki sauce on your rice. Oh. Fuck, you need to try the truffle oil and soy sauce. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm coming to LA in like two weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that you you should take me to Erewhon. Wait, holy shit. Okay, you heard it here first. I'm not letting you bail on this. This no, is happening. No, no, we're going to, maybe I'll vlog it for our Patreon. Like, I, I need to try like a smoothie, right? But, yeah. But like, I don't like like juice. Like, Can I be juice. honest? Yeah. Okay, so I once, okay, you know when you like throw up from something, mm-hmm. but it's not because of it. It's just like, you throw it up. It was it what you up. threw it up. Yeah, the truffle pizza from Seraphine. I threw it up um, on I'm the side sorry. of on the side of Montauk Highway, and <laughs> and Ben always orders it. It's called the Pizza de Sofia. It's like a truffle like yeah. sandwich pizza oh with my the God. white stuff I, in the middle. What when I smell it, I'm on. That's kind of rude of him to do no, that. No, I'm on Route 27. 
dry heaving out of a cab. Wait, that's like mean of him to do I know. That. He like doesn't care either. That's rude because it's so traumatizing. It I is. threw up. I got back from a trip and I got Air One and I got the Haley Bieber smoothie just because I was like fucking thirsty and or whatever they're, they're calling it now, strawberry glaze. Right. And I got it and it was good. But then I also got the tuna sandwich. I'm going to puke. The tuna sandwich. <laughs> The tuna sandwich or the spi- the not the tuna sandwich, the sushi sandwich. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I want a smoothie and I want the uh, fucking sushi sandwich. Um, later that night, I obviously threw up for five hours. Yeah, of course. And I threw up the smoothie and the tuna sandwich so I can no longer have eat smoothies or eat sushi from Erwan or have smoothies. The only smoothie I can have is the peanut butter blast. The only smoothie I can have is a milkshake and I love milkshakes yeah. so much. I fucking love milkshakes. I can only have smoothies when they taste like milkshakes. Have you ever had Sonic? Never. I've been desperate to okay, go. Okay, so I had never had it, but we filmed a mukbang and we were like going to places and there was a Sonic. I'm like, let's go to Sonic. Uh-huh. Like, what if we just went to Sonic? And I didn't really know much about the menu there, but it's really like a drinks place. They have a ton of stuff. Right. But they're known for, they do like crazy collab drinks like Dr. Pepper Slushy. <gasps> they have milkshakes. They have regular shakes. So we got um, like an Oreo milkshake, a Reese's smoothie. It Ooh. was so fucking good. We also got a soft pretzel. It was the best thing I ever had. I love soft pretzels. Sonic, and it was such a clean, like I had been to like four fast food restaurants oh, no, that nice. day. Like just because we were doing mukbang. This one was so, and Jackie was pregnant, so like I was one who had to like run in and she was locked in the car and like I would run in and get the food. It was so annoying. Wait, I thought they brought it to you on roller skates. Not in the city. They have Sonics here? Uh, it was in Queens. I don't know if there's one in the, in like the borough of Manhattan. Uh-huh. But um, I think when you go to a Sonic in like a proper neighborhood, uh-huh. yeah, they'll roll it out to you. <laughs> So let's go in LA. Let's go in LA. Will you drive me? I don't I don't like I don't drive. You don't we were talking about that Jackie doesn't drive either. I can't. I'll crash. Why? Where'd Be- you grow up? New York. In the suburbs? No, in Washington Heights. Okay, so you wouldn't drive in Washington Heights. No, I Heights. like Yeah. My dad drove me to school every day. Okay. And I just can't drive. Like my dad's like the most stereotypical like Jewish dad. Like mm-hmm. he's like scared of like of me like leaving the house. Uh-huh. So like I guess it's like stereotypical Jewish mom, but like it's same him. thing, same, same thing. thing, same thing. And he is like scared of like me to like experience the world. Mm-hmm. And so it honestly makes my life easier because I don't have to fucking learn how to drive. And you have to like pay for parking. Yeah, car. pay for parking. Like I'll just Uber. Okay. I mean, I I drive now. I, I, I don't really need to. I never drive because I'm in the city. Also, Ben drives me around. But I imagine living in LA, it's like a little debilitating. It is. But like I'm always with my friends and they all drive. Oh, that's true. That's what's so nice about having roommates. Yeah. Roommates and friends. Like I've, That's what I'm saying. Like I have five friends. Each one of those five friends drives. Okay. And so we're going to Erwan when I'm in LA. Yeah. Okay. Ah! Do they have chicken fingers? They do. They're they not did. my fave. <gasps> well, they're not like chicken fingers. They're like healthy. They're like, like the, the, it's like. I don't know. It's like, a, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's not my fave. Okay. Some people love them. Okay. Some people love them. You know what's really good there is the gluten-free mac and cheese. Why gotta be gluten-free? I don't know, but it doesn't taste Do it. Do they have mac and cheese, period, regular? No, it's only gluten-free mac and cheese. Like, that's so Erewhon, and that's why it's not for me. I know, but it's so good. Like, you'll go and be like, okay, this That was a great slaps. question. Great, like, thought-provoking conversation. Yeah, it was honestly so easy because we didn't even act. We just, like, started right. talking. And, <laughs> and scene. Good work, and, everybody. All right, are you ready for our next story? I am. Uh, Pamela Anderson has gone makeup free at Paris Fashion Week, and Jamie Lee Curtis is losing her goddamn mind about it. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis loses her mind over anything and everything. You no, know, it's so true. She kind of needs to reel it in. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, I'm dying. I love your laugh. Okay, Pamela Anderson is leaving her mark. At least that's the sentiment Jamie Lee Curtis recently shared. Sure. So it really was pretty fabulous that Pamela Anderson went to like a big time fashion week event and did not wear a single stitch of makeup. Jamie Lee Curtis posted a photo of Pamela without the makeup and she goes like this in all caps. The natural beauty revolution has officially begun. (laughs) 
<laughs> Pamela Anderson in the middle of fashion week with so many pressures and postures. And this woman showed up and claimed her seat at the table <laughs> with nothing on her face. I am so impressed and floored by this act of courage and rebellion. Now, let me say something. <laughs> I love to see a woman supporting another woman. Right. But to make such a big deal out of someone not wearing makeup and ca calling it courageous and rebellious, like... Yeah. It's giving... Do you know that commercial of Jennifer Aniston and the kid who has cancer? And yes. he's like, my mom says I'm the most beautiful boy in the world. She goes, I love your confidence. Yeah. Like, like that's what that's giving. You know, like, to remark so hugely... Right. And use such big words like courageous and, courageous and rebellion, like... You making it such a big deal is is making it, it's really not courageous to wear makeup to not right. wear makeup. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And Pamela Anderson did it, and she did it like she looked fabulous. She looked fucking fabulous. I will say, while Jamie Lee Curtis's sentiment, it makes me giggle. I agree with it. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's like awesome, and like I fucking love that Pamela Anderson, who was like this huge bombshell bombshell in the '90s or '80s or whatever, like <laughs> like the '30s. Yeah, like whenever is now coming out and is like, you want me back? You right. want me to be this fucking bombshell? I'm going to come back on my own terms. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool too. I'm rewatching The Nanny, uh -huh. which is one of the great joys of my life and I cannot recommend it enough. Like it's the best sitcom and the amount of celebrity cameos they have on there is so crazy. Pamela so I was Anderson? watching last night, Celine Dion was on an episode. What? The one I watched last night had Roseanne Barr, Celine Dion, Elizabeth Taylor was on an episode. They Wait, what? Crazy cameos. And Pamela Anderson, uh, she's kind of like a recurring character. She comes on on three different episodes, like in three different seasons. She plays Heather Biblo, the woman her, um, Fran's fiance left her for. Okay. And she's so amazing. And I really forget, because I was like a little bit before my time, and I didn't watch like Baywatch growing up. It really, it was the yeah. 80s. I really forget her impact. And I think that's why her documentary that came, that's a good documentary. That's a fucking sick documentary. That, I think that's why it was so powerful. Cause like there's a whole generation of people, us included, like who didn't grow up with Pamela Anderson and didn't right. really understand like her impact on like the beauty standard and what she went through in the sex tape. I watched Pam and Tommy, uh -huh. the Hulu show. How it was? was? It was amazing and it was really upsetting. Okay. I need like, to watch. The whole thing happened. Pamela was like pregnant. She experienced a miscarriage because she was oh my so God. stressed out. People were extorting her for money. The, her documentary ended up making like millions and millions. I mean, not her documentary, her sex tape ended up making like millions and, and millions. And what? She didn't see a cent? Not a cent because yeah. Penthouse like bought it illegally. That's like, so fucked up. It was so fucked up. And she went through all of that. And like, we know the stories of the girls of our generation, like Kim, Kim and Paris. Paris. But we don't know, like, really, she, like, Pamela Anderson was a trailblazer, and, like, she went through it, and nobody was on her side at the time. Right, because people were like, ew. Even the show that I watched, Pam and Tommy, was made without her consent, and she was very vocal in not wanting I it to be made. I and remember she, this. I remember this. she, wanted people not to watch it, even though I do think it, it made her look really good. Right. And sympathetic. She, I think she wanted people to hear it on the Netflix documentary, which was really popular. Totally got that, by yeah. the way. That's like a businesswoman thinking. Yeah, and so now she here, here she is again, like doing the most for women, wearing no makeup to Paris Fashion Week, and really looking stunning. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. She's just such a natural beauty, too. Yeah, she really is, and she's like such a mom. It's so, it's so crazy. Like she's had so many eras of her life, and then like I love when things in pop culture don't make sense. And one of the things that like makes no sense to me is like, or just like that connects is like her son was a cast member on the Hills New Beginnings what? reality show. Yeah, she was what? on it. Brandon and he was one of the ones one of her sons who was like one of the filmmakers on the documentary oh yeah so it's just like uh, an inner circle Hollywood thing that I yeah, loved yeah 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 I loved that love that All right, are you ready for a fifth and final story I am uh, it's about one of my favorite things in the world and I'm curious what your thoughts are do you play pickleball I don't and I was literally just saying the other day I don't fucking get it <gasps> okay but have you played no that's why you don't get it okay can you explain please because I really don't like everyone's treating pickleball like first of all did it just get invented no, but it's recently popularized. Okay. It's like everyone's like, pickleball, 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 pickleball. I'm like, I don't... Pickle... What? The thing is, for me at least, like, I love 
things that are active that don't require me to like run a lot. Like, I'm is not, that why people like pickleball? So it's, a, it's like a fabulous workout and it's a really fun game because okay. it's basically all the fun of tennis without the running. The court is, I would say, a third of the size of a tennis court. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so play, I could get involved. And you play on a team of two, so there's really like no running involved. And you could do like sick like trick shots. Like once you learn <laughs> to play, it's like really fun. But apparently pickleball, pickleball is wreaking havoc across the United States. So... The game's Ow. rapid rise had made, has made for ugly turf wars, furious noi noise complaints, violence, lawsuits, and even potential criminal charges. How? So Chuck Line, the city manager in Glendale, Colorado, has said, I have had to go over to our recreational sports center and tell 70-year-old men, if you threaten to hit our sports center director in the <laughs> with the paddle again, I'm going to kick you out. This guy never anticipated that his job might include lecturing senior citizens about how to play nicely. But nothing has been off limits since the Picklers began showing up in earnest in the Denver Picklers? Enclave. Is that what they're called, though? Yep. A couple months ago, a group of fierce competitors all over the age of 60 refused to leave the city's outdoor tennis courts when they were asked by maintenance staff <laughs> because the courts, were, the courts were scheduled to be resurfaced. The players stood their ground, yelled, you can't make us, until, <laughs> until the cops finally showed up. Also, there's a big problem with pickleball noise complaints. How? So the ball, it's like a wiffle ball with the holes in it. Okay. And when you hit it against your paddle, it makes a really annoying popping sound. Like what? And it's a small court. So it'll go pop, 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 pop. It's like it's actually really annoying. It's like loud too. Okay. When I play in New York, I play in the middle of Central Park. So like it doesn't bother anyone. Right. But, but in I tennis, people are like, ah. Yeah. So. And they've converted 30% of pickleball courts in the United States. 30% of tennis courts in the United States two pickleball oh, courts. Oh, it's a revolution. So it's literally, now there's like beef with the tennis. And a lot of professional tennis players have been like um, arguing like, build your own courts, don't use ours. Like there's a lot of drama. Can I say something? Is I it, think is it a that, hot take? Yeah, I think that piece is a hit piece by the tennis community. <gasps> hot take. I, You know what? I could see it. But the I thing is, people love pickleball and they're not stopping. Like this summer, there's... I think 15 courts in the middle of Central Park. Uh -huh. Good luck getting a time slot. Like <laughs> it's so fucking popular that the people who own it, they just opened an indoor one in Long Island City for the winter. Like uh, it's so popular. It's only getting more popular. So like people, like the tennis people like need to get a grip. Okay. So you know what we're going to do in LA when uh, we go to Erwan? Mm -hmm. We're also going to play pickleball together. Where do you play in LA? I don't know. Like that. I trust you. Oh, I'll find out. I trust you. Well, so the one here, it's a chain. They're all over the East Coast co co coast called City Pickle. Uh, Maybe they have LA SP. locations. I mean, CP. CP. Not <laughs> SP. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. It's been, yeah, long. Yeah, I would love to play. It's so much fun. And if you're not athletic, are you athletic? I feel like you're always working out on your Instagram. At oh my God, well, I've recently started my workout journey. Me too. And I'm like loving it. I'm loving it too. Okay, so when you first started working out, were you like crippled by soreness? Yeah. And I I'm, never moved a but day like in my I life. Felt, but I would like tell everyone I was sore. Like that was like my, like I wanted to be sore. It was like, oh, like I'm so sore. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, there's no better feeling than complaining about being sore because that means like you're so active. Yeah. But what I've learned now, now I work out like a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. Once you're like continuously active, like you don't get sore. Right. So like complaining that you're sore is actually just like making people realize like you're not in shape. Right. And also like it just means you don't stretch and I don't stretch. Who the fuck has the time? No one. No I one. don't have time. I, first of all, my workout journey is was really bad today. I was supposed to work out before this. Obviously, I slept through it. I don't work out before anything. It's always after. It's, uh, yeah, I've also started doing that. Yeah. But I played volleyball in high school. So did I. Really? What was your position? Uh, okay, bench. The, <laughs> thing, the thing is, like, I loved playing volleyball. I was on for all four years of high school. Uh -huh. And my senior year, I was on the varsity team. And, like, I was just getting, like, no respect. Like, yeah. I wasn't a captain. I sometimes started, sometimes didn't. I'm like, you know what? I'm not spending my fucking senior year being disrespected. And I left the team after four years. And of course, that's the year they won the championship. Like, it was like, I kind of have volleyball trauma. 
I also have volleyball trauma because I... Men's volleyball is really crazy. It's crazy. I was libero. Obviously, what they the just fuck like... What the is that? Like the, the, the short passer. Oh, like the first hit. I was so bad that there was this eighth grader that would not only always obviously play over me in the games because I was benched, but would play over me in practice. Wow. Like that was like, it was, it was bad. So I started just like being like, okay, this like, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts. I'm like, wait, I'm really that bad. Like I took it personally when I wouldn't get like started. Right. And it's like, why would they start me? But the thing is like, I believed I was good. <laughs> like I wasn't bad. There were definitely people who were better than me. I yeah. wasn't going to be like your first choice, your second choice, your th fifth, maybe. Yeah. Like it was, it was really hurtful. And I started to take it personally and I did. And I'll stand by this. I do believe my coach had something against me. And like, right. I, I know that she did. So it, it was part, like maybe I, I didn't deserve to be like a hundred percent a starter all the time, but I, she definitely had it, had it out for me. And I, yeah. took, I took my power back and I quit the team. I... Definitely started misbehaving by the end of it as well. Yeah, no, I was definitely also like chatty in practice. Yeah. Which was like a big no-no. Oh, I was the most, and I would act like I like knew what was going on and everyone would be like, someone get this kid to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because he's not, not only does he not shut up, he's not good. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Also like the drills, like the running and stuff. Like, <sighs> I just felt like that was unnecessary. Like WTP, what's the point? W-A-W-R. Why are we running? Like N-R, no reason. No reason. Yeah. NR, I love that. Yeah. No reason. You're wearing some of your merch today that says gag. Now, I assume you're not promoting blowjobs. There's a, a, no. deep, a deeper meaning. Let me, oh, I know what it is. Get a grip. Get a grip. I love that. Yeah. I love, I just love nimming. I, so you, another one of the trends that you really created on TikTok is we're nimming, mm -hmm. where you just like make up an acronym instead of saying a short sentence. And it's literally my life. Me and Ben are always doing that. Yeah. Like, il Tuso. Il Tuso. But like, <laughs> We, before we made the TikTok, we're always just like saying stuff. I Like if we're like talking, I said, I felt like such a big ugly loser. He's like a B-U-L. I'm like, yes. A bull. A bull. I am a bull. Oh my God. What? That's funny. Like that's, see, it's, Nimming is so fun because you figure it out so in the moment. Fun. Like what did I say earlier? STD. So. So I forget, but now it can also mean save the date. Save the date. Love that. Like it could mean. I think you said SDT. So damn true. Oh Yeah. So damn true. So damn true. And th what's my favorite? My favorite is Tino. Let me think. T-I-N-O. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. Yes! Bad. It's not okay. It's not, and you can like conjugate it so it can be they are not okay or right. that is not okay. That is not okay. Yeah. And then there's also Tisa. This is so awkward. T-S-A? No, T-I-S-A. This is so awkward. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I-L-T. I love that. Yeah. Ilt. Ilt. Yeah. Il Tuso is my favorite. What did that stand for again? I love the US Open. Yeah, that was sick. And Isho. It's so hot outside. Oh, yeah. Well, my, I have a, do I have, I don't have one here, but it says ish. It can mean I'm so hungry. It's so hot. Mm -hmm. Like it just depends. Like you use it. It depends like in what scenario you're using. Like if I was like outside and it was 90 degrees, I'd be like ish, 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 ish. ish, ish, ish and they'd be ish. like, okay, you're so hot. Like yeah. it's so hot. Ben's uh, nim that he made up that he's really proud of is Mustastis. My shorts are too short. <laughs> He was obsessed. That's sick. Sick. T.S. That's sick. Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's sick. Like, my friend, it's fun when, like, all your friends are in on the naming. So, like, for you, it's fun that, like, Ben's in on it. Yeah. Because, like, we'll be just, like, oh, like, we'll say, like, like, we can say it without having to ask what it is. Like, we'll be, like, what should we do for dinner? And we'll be, like, oh, T.T.T. Trying to think. Trying to think. Like, just give me a sec, like, T.T.T. Or we'll say Tib. Tib is one we use all the Let time. Let me think. Tib. T.I.B. What are we having for dinner? Tib. I don't it, know. This is bad. <gasps> this is bad. So like I'll sometimes like look at my friends and be like, holy fuck, Tib. 
Dead. Like this is bad. This is bad. Or Tisa, holy fuck, Tisa, this is so awkward. I'm obsessed with it, man. I'm obsessed with you. You crushed your first time on the toast. Oh, did I? You did. Thank you so much for being here. Now, before you leave, I am gonna force you to make like 100 TikToks with me. Oh wait, I was gonna say we need to make the October third one. We need to go do a nimming one. Yeah, we need. Uh, obviously, we're nimming. We're October third day. Mm -hmm. And then do you have others as well? Because no, I no, just those two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well. Those are fire. Those are good enough. Yeah, those are good enough. Everyone, make sure to follow Jake on all social media platforms. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. Pass that puss eight, right? No, no, no. Instagram. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Instagram is pass that puss. And TikTok is at octopus lover eight. Octopus with two S's for puss. Yeah, I think doesn't octopus always have two S's? No, one S. <gasps> no. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Just the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stars anytime every Monday through Friday. YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and your podcasts can be found on Spotify, Dune, Stitcher, Public Radio, Radio, Cast Box, all the places, Blitz, and Podcasts, Find Us, Just the Five Star View, and a beautiful setting and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We are back tomorrow with Jax. So love ya. Bye. Mwah.